Welcome to the October 24th edition of Liberation Station Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, here with you until 11 o'clock Eastern Time. The website is theliberationstation.com. And tonight we're going to start out with just a few trailers from the new documentary in Alex Jones' film, Fall of the Republic, Volume 1, The Presidency of Barack H. Obama. And these are just the trailers, although you are able to see the full-length, high-quality version on YouTube if you would like to visit the site, theliberationstation.com, and it's posted right up there with the uh, front and back covers. These, uh, the documentary is available from uh, in DVD form from uh, prisonplanet.tv, prisonplanet.com, and infowars.com. These are uh, just three of Alex Jones's websites, and we're just going to play some of the trailers, not the actual uh, any part of the documentary tonight, but uh, just some a few uh, trailers that are a few minutes each to give you a little bit of a taste of the actual documentary. And if you could start rolling those, please. Hello, my friends. It is October 21st, 2009, the date that we are releasing Fall of the Republic, Volume 1, the presidency of Barack H. Obama. I cannot express to you in words how important it is that this film go mega viral across the internet and that all of you that get the DVD at InfoWars.com get a DVD burner and make as many copies as you can. There can no longer be any more denial. We had the documents decades ago, how the central banks planned to bankrupt the planet to make every nation on earth dependent to them, how they were going to bring in a world government that would finance itself through money transfer taxes like the Tobin tax and, of course, the global carbon tax meant to regulate and micromanage every facet of our lives under a web of bureaucratic red tape. My friends, they're now openly announcing world government, and it's exactly what was in all their battle plans years ago, but it's even worse. This is a 21st century nightmare. 
They're about to ratify the Copenhagen global tax uh, on all forms of industry and human activity planet-wide. They're openly admitting it's a world government. That is one of the key subjects that we cover in Fall of the Republic in their own words, their own documents, their own video statements. And we have the solutions to counter these people and bring them to justice. We also identify the banking cartel that empowers this entire global Ponzi scheme. That's all the New World Order is, is a group of Madoff slash Ken Lay types that have gotten control of the issuance of currency and credit and have created tens of trillions of dollars backed up by taxpayers that they're able to pay off and buy off the entire planet with. They've stolen tens of trillions of dollars. They won't say where it's gone. Either we identify these criminals, wake the population up to them, and bring them to justice through the grand juries with criminal charges, as Congressman Ron Paul and others have called for. They've clearly committed crimes. Insider trading, conflicts of interest with Treasury Department officials and the private Federal Reserve, it's all in Fall of the Republic. The experts we've got in this film, G. Edward Griffin, Economist, Webster Tarpley, Max Kaiser, so many others. Go to InfoWars.com, read the rundown on the film. George Humphrey, the list goes on and on and on. Alan Watt, myself, and many others. But most importantly, the statements of the globalists themselves. My friends, the Obama deception has been out for over six months. It is still the number one film online, the number one documentary online on Google and YouTube and all the other major video channels. And that happened because of you. More and more when I do syndicated radio interviews on other people's shows, whether they're supposed liberals or right-wingers, they've shattered the left-right paradigm, and they're recognizing that InfoWars.com and my films and the work we do is more and more setting the agenda, setting the debate, that stories we cover first are being forced into the mainstream. And the establishment in a whole bunch of hit pieces in Salon, The New Republic, and many others, Psychology Today, have singled me out and said that I'm this great threat to their new world order. They have admitted that we're having an effect. They've admitted that we're actually affecting change and making people focus in on real issues, not the left-right puppets that they put up in front of us to distract us. But all the credit for that goes to you. My radio audience is the most responsive, the most active, wonderful activists who are standing up against the New World Order, standing up against collectivism, standing up against corruption, and you are concerning the establishment. Congress has had different commissions uh, that have issued reports saying that they are extremely threatened by the alternative media in the United States and worldwide. And make no mistake, my documentary films, my radio show, our news websites, and you, our secret weapon, our listeners, are at the tip of the spear of the alternative media. Ladies and gentlemen, you made the Obama deception and Endgame and Terror Storm massive successes. Each time we reach more people, we are frightening the establishment. They have identified us as enemies. They have identified that we're endangering their entire program. They know that we have a fighting chance to beat them. This will succeed if you unleash yourself and take action. Show Fall of the Republic to your friends, your family, your neighbors. Give it to your entire community. It is up to you. Because in the final equation, we are at the crossroads as a society right now. There's no longer any doubt we were right. 
It is world government. It is a global carbon tax. It is tyranny. It will micromanage every facet of our lives. But the good news is the establishment is failing on many fronts. But where they're succeeding, they're doing it by the thinnest of margins and enraging the world population when they go against the will of the people and when they go against justice. And so we can certainly affect change right now because the establishment is stumbling and falling and faltering. But they are still an extremely powerful and dangerous foe because they control the mainstream corporate media and they control the purse strings with the endless trillions they can issue of fiat, liquidity, and loans into the market. Fall of the Republic details it all. It is a quantum leap from previous films I have made. And I am so proud of the work myself and my team have put together in this film. And I'm asking you to be part of saving our republic. We are at that crossroads. But the enemy has shown themselves. They have admitted that they want a planetary government run by a private bank. They have admitted they're setting up domestic spy forces. They have admitted that Homeland Security and Northcom are for the American people to suppress libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anti-war activists, anyone who stands against their tyranny. They have shown themselves as the tyrants and the traitors and the larcenous criminals that they are. Fall the Republic identifies the enemies of our nation and the enemies of free humanity worldwide. That's the first step, and it gives you the solutions that we need to take our planet back from these criminals. I am begging you to realize that you must stand up at this critical juncture in history and get involved and speak out and spread the Obama deception, Endgame, Terror Storm, all of my films, The Four Winds, but most importantly, follow the Republic. You can download it in super high quality at prisonplanet.tv. Get the DVDs at infowars.com. It is up to you out there. I want to commend the activists for what they've done in the past, for their love and passion for truth and decency and honor. And I want to ask you now to redouble your efforts. We're not going down without a fight. We're not going to die on our knees in some ditch. We're going to stand up on our hind legs and fight this tyranny. It's up to you. The Republic is falling. We're not waiting for the New World Order now. We're in the New World Order. It is unfolding. And so people, they're finally waking up and listening. This is the time. History is being made right now. Will the forces of corruption and darkness succeed? Or will all those that love liberty and freedom stand up and set bushfires in the minds of men and women everywhere and take our civilization back? Make no mistake. The future destiny of humanity is in our hands. Take your destiny. This is your time to be part of history on the side of good. Fall the republic. Get it out there like your life depends on it. Because our life and our liberty surely does. Fall of the Republic. Volume 1. The Presidency of Barack Obama. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at prisonplanet.tv. The destiny of humanity is in our hands. October 21st, 2009. 
And that's a great plug for Alex Jones' new documentary, Fall of the Republic. This is the Liberation Station radio show. You can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000, toll free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-10-1340. And on the Altel free line. You can call if you're an Altel customer for free at star 1340. And we are on now, uh, as well as Meetup, also on MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter. So if you'd like to get in touch with us there, you can just go to the top of the liberationstation.com, theliberationstation.com. You have to put a the in front of it in order to get there. And then you'll see the links to go to my Meetup, my MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter pages. And if you know of any other social networking sites which I've missed, then uh, feel free to let me know. Uh, and uh, and also, uh, I know I need to become uh, some of your friends since I just signed up. I have some. I'm a little back on that. I had a little bit of show prep to do. So uh, when I get home, I'll be sure to to approve in all likelihood all those new Facebook friends when I get home. All the uh, faceless, the fake-faced, and two-faced. I'm just one of the few who can show I'm for real. So if you'd like to check out the webcam, you can go to theliberationstation.com and go to listen slash archives. And all the links are there in order to watch online, either through the webpage at tantalk1340.com or through Windows Media Player. And that's a Microsoft Windows media player. Or uh, if you can find another media player, I strongly encourage you to. But that just happens to be the default, unfortunately. And uh, it is a Microsoft product, but there are others available. And uh, I wanted to uh, also let you know about Alex Jones, who you just heard from, who produced, uh, let's see, I think either 17 or 18 documentaries so far now. And this is his latest, Fall of the Republic Volume 1, The Presidency of Barack H. Obama, and it's basically a, a tie-in to the Obama deception, as, as Alex was mentioning, and uh, the Obama deception being his previous documentary. You can hear Alex Jones on uh, GCNlive.com if you want to hear him streaming on GCNlive.com. That stands for Genesis Communications Network. That is a wonderful website. If there is any one website in the world I would give out as a an activist source, that would be it, gcnlive.com, where you'll find over two dozen powerfully informative talk shows on a variety of subjects. And uh, some of the ones I like listening to are Alex Jones, The Power Hour, Michael Rivero's What Really Happened, Jack McLamb's show, Pastor Butch Paw, Catherine Albrecht's show, and, uh, gosh, uh, just uh, I'm sure I'm leaving out a few. So many patriots who've been around for so many years uh, seem to gravitate towards GCNlive.com. And you can also hear Alex Jones replayed on this radio station every weekday from 9 to 10 p.m. for just an hour. It'll be a replay of the an hour of the previous day's show. And uh, on GCN Live, you can hear all four hours if you're a subscriber to PrisonPlanet.tv. You can even watch the uh, webcam for Alex. His studio is his uh, fabulous studio, where uh, it's it's really amazing. It's really like a uh, it's a it's like a newscast, and the production quality is great there. As he, as he or a substitute caller uh, talk show host takes your calls, and uh, he shows you the actual documents and the articles on screen, so you can validate them for yourself and read along. And uh, you can. Um, 
also listen to his overdrive if he goes past the four hours as he occasionally does alex allows you to listen in on his overdrive if you're a subscriber on prisonplanet.tv or of course go back and listen to the archives and uh it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff to that goes on there i'd encourage you to become a, a subscriber as i am uh because you'll hear a lot of interesting things that uh, sometimes when they cut away to commercials they don't play uh, on during the commercial, but you get to hear the conversation continue if you're a subscriber to PrisonPlanet.tv. And uh, uh, also, I uh, wanted to remind you, his websites are Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com, and uh, quite a few others. You can find out what his websites are by uh, going to the, the links page on my website, TheLiberationStation.com, and just go down a little bit. Uh, you don't even have to hit page down. Go down uh, right there on the screen. It should appear. It should fit all on the screen. All of his web pages. And uh, he has so many. He's, there's such redundancy with his his um, operation because he's afraid of. Uh, well, he's preventing the. I guess so. He's not so afraid anymore. He's preventing uh, centralization, which would allow his. Uh, web presence to be taken down as it has been often attacked uh, apparently uh, on certain occasions but uh, when there's redundancy in multiple websites then they cannot uh, even though they might focus their attack on one of the central flagship websites they cannot take down all the information and there's extreme redundancy so uh, you can check out all of his websites there there are about six or seven of them and it's amazing to me that of all of the talk show hosts that are out there that you might have heard of, such as uh, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Bill O'Reilly, and Michael Savage, and Glenn Beck, and uh, most of these are propagandists uh, after many wasted hours of listening to them. But I will tell you that you do not hear Alex Jones getting the play so much lately, unless it's something like the Southern Poverty Law Center on Chris Matthews this past week, uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And that's a whole other story. We'll have to follow up on that. Or if you'd like to call in and bring that up, I'd be glad to cover that. Uh, it's just that uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, again, is going after reputable patriots who are exposing corruption and inside terrorist operations that uh, happen to be in, uh, being taken, um, being carried out by certain factions of the government. One can't blame the government itself. It's only certain factions, of course. So that's one of making myself clear here. It just seems like no matter how clear one makes oneself, it's not good enough for Southern Poverty Law Center if you want to check out the video online. Uh, if I don't happen to get around to it on this show, you can see online where they vilify and, and uh, get very confrontational with uh, very adversarial, unreasonably putting uh, building straw men there live and in person on uh, Chris Matthews, the Southern Poverty Law Center, attacking Stuart Rhodes who is uh, the director of uh, Oath Keepers. I'm not sure what his title is, but um, he, he's the, the head cheese up there at Oath Keepers, which is an organization of former military, former law enforcement, former emergency management, or emer not emergency management, emergency response, emergency medical services workers who are making their uh, reaffirming their oath to uphold their constitution and there are, are 10 planks on their platform you can uh, check them out at oath keeper oath-keepers.org 
oath-keepers.org, and they are saying that they will not dis... Pardon me, that's, there's no dash in that. That's oathkeepers.org. There, that's radio-worthy there. Oathkeepers.org, you can see the guardians of the Republic, military veterans, and peace officers who will honor their oaths to, to defend the Constitution will not, quote-unquote, just follow orders, end quote, which is in keeping with the Nuremberg Principles which is in keeping with responsible citizenship, which is in keeping with the art of citizenship. And this is a problem for the establishment. As uh, you see, uh, I'm getting sidetracked here on this. Uh, I'm focusing too much right now on the Southern Poverty Law Center trying to malign Oath Keepers. But if you'd like to check out their organization, and I encourage you to, to join and support them, because they are a bulwark. They're like the white rose was to Nazi Germany. And I'm not speaking of just this administration as, uh, as the analogy here. I'm talking about the last administration and the one before that, the continuity of thought that, that goes between the continuity of policies that goes from one seemingly adversarial administration to another. You see Obama at the Thousand Points of Light Foundation just giving gushing kudos to Bush and Bush Jr. Oh, my gosh, the service that they've done. Well, gosh, candidate Obama's been left for dead at the side of the road because he's the one who promised to prosecute war criminals. And now we have President Obama just uh, giving his admiration in public and uh, in the mutual admiration cesspool at the Thousand Points of Light and uh, Foundation. And um, getting back to the uh, next trailer we're going to play here, this is for the new Alex Jones documentary, Fall of the Republic, Volume 1, The Presidency of Barack H. Obama. And uh, again, you can watch the full-length, high-quality version of that on YouTube, and it's freely posted. You can just go to the top of my website at theliberationstation.com or you can buy it from prisonplanet.tv, prisonplanet.com. If you've already seen it, I'd like to hear what you think about it. You can call in at uh, 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County, toll-free 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340, toll-free, and uh, the all-tell-free call is star 1340 and uh, if we could just roll one more trailer for the uh, new alex jones documentary fall of the republic volume one just released three days ago october 21st and that would be the, the that would be the second trailer on the on that same page are we ready with that okay then yeah, well, we'll get back into the the second trailer. Uh, you just heard the first trailer. Well, what else will we get into tonight? Let's uh, let's get into a little uh, a little um, a little bit of information I wanted to share with you. I should have done this at the beginning of the show, but I'll be repeating this in the future. This is just a little on-air spot I wanted to do for Wow Mobile, and it's uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. But it's much more than uh, just an opportunity. It's a great value, and at the very least, and and uh, and a great opportunity at uh, at the very most, if you want to pursue it as an opportunity. But uh, what Wow Mobile has to offer you is uh, is just amazing. It's so impressive to me, and I, I fully endorse it. Um, 
Now, I have just a few questions before I introduce you to WOW Mobile. How uh, how would you uh, how would you get along? Number one, without your mobile service, if you already have it. But uh, I wanted to ask you: Would you be one who who would uh, would you be one who would be interested in in something that uh, would give you not only the the works in in an unlimited no contract mobile service, but also the best value? Who do you know who would want the works in unlimited, no-contract mobile service for the best value? Who do you know who would want the works for free? Who do you know who wants to eliminate their mobile service bill? Who do you know who wants to eliminate their Internet bill? Who do you know who wants to eliminate their landline phone bill? Now, who do you know who wants to be fairly compensated? Who do you know would like to be their own boss with the flexibility to work their own hours. Well, if any of these apply to you, I would like to hear from you, and you can reach me, Chris Steiner, at 727-520-2000. That's within business hours, 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. time. You can reach me at 727-520-2000, or you can reach Tim and Leslie Sint at 727-242-5438. We'll be glad to explain the offer to you, but it centers around the best value in the works and mobile service, and it's a wonderful business opportunity should you pursue that. The domestic plan is $79.95 per month. The international plan is $89.95 per month, and that's all taxes included. The international plan gives you access to 50 countries. Now, the mobile service, either the international or domestic plan, is free should you decide to become an independent representative and enroll three customers and or other representatives. So I would like to ask you again, who out there doesn't want to eliminate their current bills for their mobile service, their Internet service, and their landline? Who doesn't want uh, unlimited uh, emails and text messaging and data transfer uh, you also get caller ID, call waiting, voicemail, three-way calling, simultaneous ring, all the all the usual things, and uh, and quite a bit more. Plus a, a streaming uh, wireless router capability that allows you to tether your mobile device or your notebook to it as a, a wireless router or hotspot. Well, if this sounds like a wonderful service or wonderful opportunity, like it did to me, or just a service you'd like to take advantage of, you can reach me at 727-520-2000 within business hours. And you can also reach Tim and Leslie Sint at 727-242-5438. That's 727-242-5438 within business hours at 9 to 11, pardon me, 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you'd like to get more information uh, from what I've been giving you, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, you can check out the page on my site. Just going to the top of the site, click on the WOW Mobile banner, and it says the revolution has begun. So uh, I really endorse this product and the service and uh, see that it's it's just a a great ground-level opportunity, and I encourage anybody who wants to 
earn what they're actually worth to uh, perhaps get involved or to uh, reduce your just if you just want to uh, reduce your phone bill and, and not be uh, stuck to a contract and give it a shot I encourage that also now uh, we have this uh, second clip ready to go this is uh, just a second trailer for Alex Jones's new documentary Fall of the Republic Volume 1 The Presidency of Barack H. Obama and uh, is that clip Still they think that all entertainment uh, to do with movies, drama, is therefore nothing more than their entertainment. It never, ever was that case. Throughout history, social engineers have refined techniques designed to control large populations. It is bringing entertainment to thousands of people right in the comfort of our own homes. You're actually in an alpha state being completely downloaded with new ideas. A cult of personality can be manufactured to influence the masses. Nobody will question what he's doing. They'll be so preoccupied with where he is or what he's wearing. Yes, we can. The idea of making him into a celebrity. Eventually, he said, they will expect the media to do all their thinking and reasoning for them. That's happened today. The scientific dictatorship understands what makes human beings tick and they're using it against us these cells are scanned by a stream of electrons completing 30 pictures a second it's hard for people like that to take a serious interest in what their elected officials are doing they've been programmed it's obama's role to front for the international banking syndicate Barack Obama is a puppet of the New World Order. Is this some sort of a New World Order? The New World Order is emerging. For the first time in history, we really have this new form of an empire. The average man and woman is in a trance. They get home from work. They don't even talk to their children. They turn the television on. And they let those corporate messages set the agenda in their lives. You got time to watch baseball. You got time to entertain yourself. But a knowledgeable public we're losing. Kill your television, or at least turn it off a few hours a day. The children aren't even playing in your front yards anymore. We don't want to live under a world government of the corporations, by the corporations, and for the corporations. Fall of the Republic. Volume 1, The Presidency of Barack Obama. Obama is the latest version of 21st century mass mind control. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at PrisonPlanet.tv. October 21st, 2009. And welcome back. Uh, we're going to now play uh, in Shifting Gears here instead of uh, covering more of the uh, documentary. Uh, which you can watch. I encourage you to check it out on YouTube or any of the other video hosting sites, but the high-quality, full-length version is available up on YouTube right now. And check it out. Uh, the, you can watch it in, in full-screen mode. And it's really quite amazing, the quality that it is uh, even online. But uh, you can you can also find it, I'm sure, uh, as Alex encourages you to copy it. Uh, you can fi- find it on a lot of the torrents uh, if you want to learn more about torrents you can check out on the links page on my site theliberationstation.com go to the links page and go down to torrents or just do a search on that page for torrents and you can uh, learn all about torrents Uh, essentially there are a few different uh, very popular torrent sites that allow you to uh, download pretty much anything you like and uh, alex encourages you to copy his his videos 
his, uh, you can probably find a higher quality of version on a torrent than you can on a YouTube video. So that's why I'm encouraging you to go there. And you can find so many other documentaries there and uh, pretty much anything you're looking for uh, on a torrent, much more than you could possibly find just with a, a Google search or, or a start page search, startpage.com search, uh, doesn't, which is a, a great meta search engine, doesn't uh, keep track of your searches, startpage.com. Uh, or any of the other search engines, uh, search engines wouldn't possibly be able to come up with what you're able to come up with uh, on a torrent. So I encourage you to check out the uh, torrents and also the uh, various peer-to-peer networks. They uh, there are also um, they also carry similar data, similar files. And uh, now we're going to shift gears here to play a video of of uh, actor Richard Belzer, who's exposing uh, the Federal Reserve on HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher. And uh, is that clip ready to play? Yeah, here we go. Quickly, in 1910, Senator Aldrich on his private train brought a bunch of billionaire bankers, the Morgans, uh, all these different people of Warburgs, down to this place called Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia, and they figured out a way to create the Federal Reserve because central banks were looked down upon by the people and they caused a lot of problems. By creating the Federal Reserve, they convinced the Congress and the people that the Federal Reserve is a government arm. It's not. They borrow money from private banks. We're owned by banks and you can't alter that. John Kennedy wanted to uh, stop borrowing, wanted to stop using the Federal Reserve, use silver certificates to determine the value of the dollar and print money through the Treasury. So they exploded his head. The point is Well, that that's quite a connection you made. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, forget we, the Kennedy we, part. He did want to do that. Okay. He did want to buy the Federal... Isn't it the Federal I've heard a lot of reasons why he got shot. I never a, heard that. Well, that's the reason. And that's the scam. It's, it's not billions of dollars the banks control. It's trillions. You don't mess right. with the banks. And but Senator Urban said this place is owned by the banks on this full air of the Senate. You know better than anyone. Federal Reserve has been rapidly increasing the rate at which it's printing dollars. In fact, it took 200 years for the money supply to go from zero to 800 billion, but in the last year alone, we've doubled it. This is leading to a rapid decline in the value of the dollar as other nations seek a more stable currency to hold their reserves. In fact, this is also pushing the prices of gold and silver to record highs. Now, if you'd like to learn how to protect your wealth, and invest in gold and silver mining companies, check out goldstockbull.com. I do a lot of research into which companies are undervalued, give a real-time view of my portfolio, monthly newsletter, and email trading alerts every time that I'm buying or selling a gold stock. Click the link on the sidebar to get started. Thank you. And there you have it. Uh, that was just a little clip off of YouTube there with an extra editorial edition. Well, uh, yeah, that's Richard Belzer explaining to the whole public, even Bill Maher. He shouldn't have any excuse to uh, misunderstand the whole economic crisis now. But, uh, you know, I, actually, he's just, Richard Belzer was just giving him a taste of what actually uh, what, the, what the history is of The Creature from Jekyll Island, the book covers. The Creature from Jekyll Island uh, is, is a wonderful book on it. Um, written by G. Edward Griffin. Now, before the break, or pardon me, before the uh, last clip, I was uh, beginning to say of all of these other uh, talk show hosts, these these uh, talk show tough guys you might have heard of, like I mentioned, uh, Slush Limp Boy or Bill O'Leary or or uh, Sean Vanity or 
Hmm. Neil Bortz or or Glenn Beck or uh, Michael Savage. Uh, they're they're all amazingly um, prominent. They're all out there in the media. They're all. The pimps, they're all the uh, pimps, war pimps, I should say, or the propagandist pimps, and they are uh, so so promoted, and yet they are not nearly as popular on the Internet as Alex Jones. And how do you prove this? Well, all you got to do is go to the web track, the traffic tracking site. The web traffic site uh, tracks traffic. If you want to compare websites, go to Alexa.com if you want to see, well, how uh, how does the Drudge Report do against uh, Russia Today or Al Jazeera do against, uh, do against uh, Russia Today or um, the BBC or or any of the others, and uh, you can see what kind of web traffic uh, internationally that these uh, – that the, these websites get. Well, now you take uh, a website like RushLimbaugh.com and you put it up against just one of Alex Jones's many various websites and uh, just pick out one of Alex's two most popular ones. They would be either InfoWars or PrisonPlanet.com and put it up against RushLimbaugh.com and you can see the history in the past few, uh, I guess it lets you decide the last week or six weeks or months or like up to three years, I believe, going way back, see a little bar graph of what the uh, what the traffic has been or the bandwidth for each one of those sites. And then you can see that Alex Jones is really just with one of his website, his one of his most popular websites is kicking the butt of, of Rush Limbaugh online. People online don't go to Rush Limbaugh for news. They go to Alex Jones. They, he's the new mainstream media, and he's among the new mainstream media. It's, when you do Alexa searches, you can find out who the real mainstream media is. Who is the real popular media? Kind of wonders why, well, I guess there's no need to wonder why Obama wants to uh, wants to give uh, newspapers a tax break and make them a 501c3 corporation if they, he's offering them that. Uh, oh, sure, we'll just go from a socialist system to a fascist system. I'll dangle this little uh, this little carrot in front of you, and if you don't bite for it, then you're going to get the stick. Well, that's not. It's the blogs that are really giving the stick to the newspapers these days, and it's because everybody knows that they can just twist facts around, exclude so many things, and uh, and it's borne out by the international press that shows up the uh, U.S. press time after time. And uh, it's just it's just like uh, Nazi Germany. I mean, Hitler had Hitler did not allow Germans during his reign to listen to the international press on shortwave. It was illegal. And, uh, and it's, they're terrified by the, the revolution and information that's going on on the Internet. And I'm just here trying to man the station, let you guys know that you ladies and gentlemen out there know that there, there are answers out there that a lot of these talk show hosts lie to you. And we're going to get into the, uh, the, another schnitt clip like we did uh, last week in the next hour. And uh, we're going to play another clip or two about how Schnitt is such a pro. Todd Schnitt is such a pro-war propagandist. And if you missed it last week, you can go back and check out the archives where Schnitt repeatedly says that Iran is not a signatory to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. And the only reason he says that is because 
he cannot argue his pro-war stance based on the facts. If you heard that clip last week, he actually suggested that the U.S. allow Israel to bomb Iran, well, drop a nuclear bomb on Iran, and then he laughed at it, the maniac, the, the pathological liar, the, the sociopath. And he gets away with it on his 23 radio stations saying such things. It's just amazing. So I'm, I'm here to let you know that if you can just pick up a few facts here and there from some wonderful, honest sources that, uh, like I've been mentioning throughout the show and other shows, that, that you can just go up against these these warhawk, panty-waist talk show tough guys who who think that they can win the argument by saying, hey, you're going to bring up some facts? What are you, anti-American? I mean, your turncoat? I mean, all these things, all these names that he called me on the last show that I, I played uh, in length. I mean, he was going off on me after the call, as he usually does. I mean, that's what he has to do. That's their tactic, as they make comments about you after the call. So, if, oh, I wish I could have brought up this. I wish I could have asked him that. And never amounts to anything if the if the uh, listener will just double check what they're saying. What uh, Schnitt will often do, as he did in the last uh, in the last show that I played the clip on, he just said, he makes uh, outrageous lies that I can't confront because I've been dropped from the phones. And then uh, he he depends on the listening audience, the general listening audience, to not double check him because. Well, he thinks that they must be cult members or something. I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to get in here, shifting uh, gears just a little bit into, uh, we're going to play a little PBS clip here. But uh, first, uh, let's see, I'm going to read this article here from Natural News. Uh, I'm going to play, then we're going to play a PBS clip uh, that's uh, so pro-vaccine, it makes you sick uh, to the stomach, and it was aired on PBS. Now, uh, first here, I'm going to read a natural news article from naturalnews.com by Mike Adams, the health ranger, just dated today, entitled, that's October 24th, 2009, entitled, President Obama Declares National Emergency Over Swine Flu Pandemic, But Why? According to the CDC, swine flu infections have already peaked and the pandemic is on its way to, on its way out. Peak infection time was the middle of October, where one in five U.S. children experienced the flu, says the CDC. Out of nearly 14,000 suspected flu cases tested during the week ending on October 10, 2009, 99.6% of those were influenza A. And the vast majority of those were confirmed as H1N1 swine flu infections. The link is right up here on this article if you'd like to check it out for yourself at the official CDC Centers for Disease Control or Creation, depending on your perspective, website at www.cdc.gov slash flu slash weekly. cdc.gov slash flu slash weekly. Continuing the article, even though the H1N1 pandemic appears to have peaked out U.S. President Barack Obama has now declared a national emergency over swine flu infections. The reasoning behind such a declaration, according to the White House, it's designed to, quote, allow hospitals to better handle the surge in patients, end quote, by allowing them to bypass certain federal laws. Now, I need to interject here. That's an admission that 
we are part of a trial, an experiment, a drill. They're drilling us. They're conditioning us, aren't they? Oh, it's not as bad as they... Well, they're not saying it's bad. Oh, I guess that's the double think. Okay, so we'll just let them push us around and, quote, allow them to bypass certain federal laws. Well, certain federal laws. Oh, gosh. It's just so nice when you can pick and choose what laws that you abide by. Now, continuing the article, uh, emergency powers trump the Bill of Rights. And there's a link there. I'm not going to uh, get into all that. But uh, continuing the article, uh, well, that that link to that article is a, uh, just so you know, if you'd like to Google it, it's Big Brother U.S. Government subpoenaed Amazon.com to obtain book purchasing records of customers. And uh, I'm not sure that's, um, anyway, I'm not sure that's quite the correct one. Uh, I uh, I was thinking that was going to be tied into another article here. I think somebody has uh, somebody has to um, proofread these articles before they post them sometimes. Even on the biggest of websites, you'll find a few little errors and links. Not everybody's tested the links. Not even myself, your host, uh, before I go on the air. So uh, continuing the article, uh, we'll just have to uh, skip that part. Um, that's the public explanation for this, which is uh, allowing the, for uh, allowing the certain federal laws to be bypassed which, as the White House says, uh, allow hospitals to better handle the surge in patients, quote-unquote. Now, uh, that's the public explanation for this, but the real agenda behind this declaration may be far more sinister. Declaring a national emergency immediately gives federal authorities dangerous new powers that can now be enforced at gunpoint, including the power to force mandatory swine flu vaccinations on the entire population. And there's a link for that. We've talked about that on the pa- in the past uh, as in regards to Florida and uh, the various laws that, uh, re- in, regards to th- in regards to mandatory vaccination or quarantine or mandatory treatment. And continuing here, in the second bullet point, the power to arrest, quarantine or, quarantine or quote, involuntarily transport, end quote, anyone who refuses a swine flu vaccination. The power to quarantine an entire city and halt all travel in or out of that city. The power to enter any home or office without a search warrant and order the destruction of any belongings or structures deemed to be a threat to public health. Hey, all that money you got in there. This is my my commentary. That money is awfully dirty there. You Gosh, you didn't disinfect your money with Lysol. Did you? Well, we're going to have to take a swab of this money, but in the meantime, we're going to have to confiscate it in case that swab comes up positive for some kind of nasty lab-created germ. Anyway, so uh, continuing the article, it's it's, uh, wonderful how uh, all these new emergency powers are granted that Obama just declares because of the national emergency or the swine flu pandemic so-called pandemic, continuing, the effective nullification of the Bill of Rights, your right to due process, 
to being safe from government search and seizure and to remain silent to avoid self-incrimination are all null and void under a presidential declaration of national emergency. None of this means that federal agents are going to march door-to-door arresting people at gunpoint if they refuse the vaccine, but they could if they wanted to. Your rights as an American are no longer recognized under this national emergency declaration. What emergency? The declaration of this national emergency seems suspicious from the start. Where's the emergency? The number of people killed by swine flu in the United States is far smaller than the number of people killed each year from seasonal flu, according to CDC statistics. People obviously aren't dropping dead by the millions from H1N1 influenza. Most people are just getting mild flu symptoms, and a few days later, they are fine. So where's the emergency? The only emergency I can see is the emergency fabricated by Big Pharma to sell more vaccines. By declaring a national emergency over the H1N1 pandemic, Obama is playing right into their hands. I find the timing of all this curious. Two days ago, New York gave up on its efforts to require mandatory vaccinations of healthcare workers. Wonderful. I say that's just magnificent, fabulous, uh, heartwarming news. Continuing, this was designed to diffuse a large number of planned protests from health freedom conscious people who don't want government mandated chemicals pumped into their veins. The planned protests in New York would have fueled yet more resistance among healthcare workers across the country, and had it been allowed to continue, it could have resulted in a huge nationwide backlash against the swine flu vaccines. By backing off the vaccine mandate and blaming it on a vaccine shortage and then having Obama declare a national emergency, our state and national leaders have halted the protests and put in place a pro-vaccine Big Brother mandate that can be reinforced or that can be enforced at gunpoint. Big Pharma must be pleased with all this. With these emergency powers in place, All that's necessary to force vaccinations upon the entire population is a larger supply of the vaccines, and that's coming in November. And that's an article on naturalnews.com posted just today, October 24th, 2009, by Mike Adams, the health ranger, entitled President Obama Declares National Emergency Over Swine Flu Pandemic, But Why? And most of the most of the uh, articles t- about which I was just uh, reading uh, are uh, are linked to. Now, uh, do we have a, a break coming up here, I believe? All righty. I'm just make sure all about that. This has been the Liberation Station radio show. We'll be right back after these short messages. WPAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. 
CNN Radio, I'm Rick Vincent. It's raining on their parade in New York. Game six of the NLCS between the Yankees and Angels has been postponed until tomorrow because of rain. New York leads three games to two. If a game seven is needed, it'll be played Monday night. Authorities have charged church janitor Jose Feliciano with the murder of Reverend Ed Hines, the pastor at St. Patrick's in Chatham, New Jersey. His body was found yesterday morning with multiple stab wounds. Morris County Prosecutor Robert Bianchi. He had sustained approximately 32 wounds created by a knife. Uh, those stab wounds, cut wounds, were in various locations on his body, his upper torso, the back of his head, the back of his body. Those, stain, uh, those injuries were, that were sustained by him were considered life-threatening and, in fact, were the cause of death. The Jane Doe with no memory who turned up in Manhattan two weeks ago has been identified and reunited with her family in Washington State. A CNN viewer in Maryland identified the 18-year-old. Top-ranked Alabama blocked a last-second field goal to beat unranked Tennessee 12-10 to today. This is CNN Radio. Federal aviation authorities are hoping a cockpit voice reporter will reveal why ground controllers couldn't get the pilots of Northwest Flight 188 on the radio for 78 minutes. The passenger jet with 144 people on board overflew its destination of Minneapolis during the radio silence. The pilots were eventually reached and the plane landed safely. Passenger Ann Crocious tells CNN no one outside the cabin apparently knew about the mishap. If any of us had known that was going on, I'm sure the entire flight would have been in a complete state of panic. But um, I think it's better that we didn't know. But... I'm glad that they were at least trying to look out for us because I don't think the pilots were. The co-pilot, Richard Cole, told CNN affiliate KGWTV there was no argument or sleeping going on in the cockpit. NATO-led troops fired on a vehicle accelerating in their direction today in Kandahar. Turned out to be civilians. Four were killed. Three people were killed today when hostile fire caused a Pakistani military transport helicopter to crash. The troops had been fighting Taliban militants. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio. This is Downtown Dave. How would you like to be able to promote yourself, your business, or someone else's business for less than the cost of one 60-second commercial on many Tampa Bay radio stations? Here's the deal. You can have your own one-hour radio program on the Talk Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Your program will be on two Tampa Bay radio stations and will cover 4 million people in Florida, plus worldwide on the Internet in both audio and video. And you'll have a web link for your business on the Tantalk 1340 website. We provide the producer, the state-of-the-art equipment, free production of commercials, and much more. Check it out today. Call Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at 727-510-7622. That's 510-7622. Call Lola O'Brien now, 727-510-7622. Call now, and your one-hour radio program can start tomorrow. Call 510-7622 for Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at the Tantalk Radio network. Our guest is Shelly Jaffe, the manager of Peter Gillum's Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland here in downtown Clearwater. Shelly, tell me some of the other things that uh, you have that are, are big movers at the store. What What's popular at the Peter Gillum Nutrition Center? Our hottest item is our Organic Life Vitamins, and that's a liquid vitamin that, uh, that we have. It's our own product, and um, that and our magnesium are two biggest sellers in the store, second to that, uh, you know, with the fight of foods falling behind that. But, um, and I love the organic life vitamins I take them myself. I've never had a liquid vitamin that I've ever been able to take that didn't cause me to have a sugar rush and then a crash afterwards. But we formulated this vitamin so that it's a low glycemic vitamin and it's food based. So your body treats it like food and it goes into the bloodstream slowly and you can feel the energy that you get from it. Um, but it's a good sustained energy without a crash afterwards. And, and people really like that. Peter Gillum Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland, Corner Garden in downtown Clearwater. Uh, Check it out. 
the Oaks of Clearwater, we offer an exciting, independent lifestyle. It's the perfect combination of freedom, comfort, and security. Enjoy total independence with peace of mind. Our independent lifestyle includes chef-prepared meals in our beautiful waterfront dining room, a continental breakfast, all utilities, including cable and telephone, housekeeping with linen service, scheduled transportation, including trips to shopping, restaurants, local theater, and so much more. Our activities program is second to none. At the Oaks of Clearwater, you'll enjoy an on-site wellness program, rehabilitation clinic, and home health services. We have security 24 hours a day, and each apartment is equipped with an emergency call response system, answered in-house by our caring, compassionate staff. At the Oaks of Clearwater, you'll enjoy affordable luxury retirement living, all with a million-dollar view of beautiful Clearwater Bay. Call us today at 727-445-4069 and let us welcome you to Gracious Retirement Living, where caring, compassionate service makes the difference. Established in 1922, the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce set out with the vision to be the premier voice of business in the Clearwater region. Representing more than 1,400 member businesses, the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce is one of the largest chambers in the Bay Area and has become a large and powerful voice for its members through its ability to partner with other agencies and advocate on behalf of business and its members. The Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce's mission is to enhance the business environment and promote economic health and growth in the Clearwater region. For more information about the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce, visit their website at www.clearwaterflorida.org. Once again, that's www.clearwaterflorida.org for the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce. to the Liberation Station radio show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and the website is theliberationstation.com. That's theliberationstation.com. You can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County. Toll free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. Free call for all tell customers at star 1340. I'd like to know what you think about a lot of these things I'm telling you that uh, are really quite alarming. I mean, gee, just uh, the White House saying today that they're declaring a state of national emergency Quote, uh, it's because it's, quote, it's designed to, quote, allow hospitals to better handle the surge in patients, end quote. So uh, they're just trying to see who the resistors are, maybe. That's as far as I, you know, I mean, we ha- do have a right to our own bodies. And, and as far as I see, they're just doing a little uh, a test, um, uh, you know, just trying to figure out 
who's going to resist, who's going to question, and who's going to roll up their sleeve and say, give me the jab and stumble around and uh, and hopefully survive and do some figure out what's uh, what it was that just hit them after they unfortunately many times will start having a, a lot of a lot of different um side effects a lot maybe weeks later and they have no idea that it was ever connected to of the vaccination now uh, we're going to play here in a in a moment that uh that pbs clip i was telling you about and then get into a little uh call that i made into todd schnitt where he lies a little bit more and uh that's his job but you know what do you expect first uh, we'll take a call here frank from largo hey chris it's frank hey frank how are you doing Hey, doing good. Uh, yeah, um, it looks like uh, the swine flu thing is uh, definite. Just like we were talking about last week with Sam Simpson, uh, it's uh, the most pressing issue we got going on right now. Yeah, it, it is, and uh, I, they are pressing the issue, aren't they? I mean, they're trying to tell us that we need to we need to get vaccinated, and now they're telling us, well, we don't have a va- enough vaccines. It's it's kind of like saying, well. Uh, you know, we're 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 going to give you uh, so much fluoride per year and make sure you get dosed enough, and then we're going to, well, you know, that we don't have enough of it. There isn't enough industrial waste, for example, and then we're going to have to cut back. Uh, just uh, you know, it's the one size fits all policy uh, mentality, and and uh, uh, the way they administer these drugs like fluoride and vaccines that that just should alarm people. You know, taking things in your body that that. Uh, you know, no doctor has, has even uh, found out uh, found out what your what your uh, what your problem is, what your malady is, and and there's and there's no way that it, it proves that, uh, that it's any more effective. There's no way that it, it's any more effective, and in fact, it makes it more likely to come down with the flu. And uh, oh gosh, uh, and that viral shedding. What do you think about that? That the idea of uh, getting your child vaccinated and, and the the shedding. You know that. How do you how do you uh, talk to your kids, Frank, about about uh, the the shedding that um, goes on when some of their classmates might have been vaccinated and, and thus be a risk as a result of getting the vaccines? Well, I tell her about it uh, quite simply since she's almost nine, but I don't really dumb it down for her, and uh, she's well aware that I don't want her to have uh, either the nasal or the vaccine or the injectable of anything. And um, I also told her that if you know any of uh, your classmates that did get the mist, make sure that uh, you're you're not around them. I don't know how she can accomplish that in the classroom, but that she's, she's aware that, you know, this is not something that she wants. And um, she's she's quite concerned, too, because, uh, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't want to get stuck with a needle either. And uh, it looks like our um, our feelings toward that as a kid were, you know, right on target. You know, and, it, you know, it's, it's gone to the point where it's not really preventative medicine. It's it's um, uh, it's pretreatment, which is in a way preemptive. it's kind of akin to uh, pre-arresting, you know, mm-hmm. like being detained before you commit a crime uh preemptive and proactive yeah it kind of falls into that realm it's it's really a pre-treatment well we're going to treat you with what we think is going to keep you from getting this bad thing 
and then you won't spread it to other people, which I think is the point of that uh, PBS uh, video that you're going to play there with the uh, computer-animated kids singing the song about getting vaccinated. Is that right? Yeah, that's the one, the computer-animated one, because, of course, any child that had gotten vaccinated wouldn't be very animated. Uh, they, you know, so they had to get some, some, uh, some animated. Uh, you know, they had to get some, pay some animators for that, and and uh, and they used uh, you know these, this animation of non-existent children. So they had to use adults for the the poor narration, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the one I'm going to play. That that's on PBS, and um, oh gosh, what's the war contractor that just uh, Boeing? Boeing is the is. Uh, actually sponsoring this and it makes you wonder what military military industrial pharmaceutical complex that must be it i mean uh, yeah most certainly and uh you know when when you get injected with these things maybe you might get affected immediately or within a week but sometimes it might take years for something to happen and I'm sure you mm-hmm. saw the uh, reports of the increased amount of shingles that adults have been getting nowadays, which is the adult form of chickenpox. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. People get these autoimmune problems um, that are chronic. I mean, lifelong and chronic, and and uh, they may not even ever seek therapy because they don't ever connect them to uh, to the vaccination, so they don't know what their underlying yeah. problems. Yeah. Something, something that happened years before. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now, if you want to switch subjects, you want to talk about the uh, the fluoridation and the CAFR issues and all sorts of the other, uh, well, alarming issues that were brought up to the uh, city or the community commissioners. Uh, do you want to get into that, Frank? Sure. Um, yeah, anybody who's been listening to the radio show knows that um, lately um, uh, Chris and I have been uh, a little bit active uh, as far as the uh, Pinellas County Board of Commissioners hearing. Uh, We're just we, beginning. Yeah, uh, we've just attended our our first one, and uh, I think we made quite a splash. And uh, one of the commissioners uh, said that she wanted to meet with us, and and now it's becoming clear that um, the reason why she wanted to meet with us wasn't really so much to, um, you know, uh, correct our. Um, our uh, miscalculations or our uh, or our uh, misrepresentations it, it was probably more like damage control uh, but i have to admit that well, uh, we, commissioner latvala susan latvala was uh, very cordial when she invited us into her plush fifth floor office at the uh, courthouse there in clearwater and uh, she uh, did her best to explain things, but um, hey, it was H one N one free. That, that, that office a bit more that uh, has to be done. Yeah, yeah, that, that office was H one N one free, so you can't complain. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she. I, I would say that she treated us fairly. Although, um, you're are you basically saying that that uh, there are so many questions as we did let her know that we have yet to become informed on and. Uh, and perhaps um, you know continue pursue the pursuing the uh, pursuing the the facts to make sure that we the facts and figures the the actual you know nailing down more of the facts and figures but uh, you know because it, it, it seemed wouldn't you say Frank that it, it seemed like uh, the meeting was more uh, uh, everybody was speaking in in generalities no matter how much we tried to tried to understand the uh, CAFR. You know, the, for example, 
of the facts and figures in the CAFR report. And well, well, that's true, and and that was the one issue that um, she didn't really want to go into. And uh, um, as we were leaving, she uh, expressed that if we did find corruption, even though she didn't think that was going on here, it may go on in other. Uh, municipalities or other states, but it's certainly not going on here. But if we do discover something like that, to please let her know. Right. And we're not quoting her. I didn't, did not write down any quotes. Nobody wrote down any. Neither of us did, but uh, just yeah, to make that clear. Memory. Uh, uh, yeah. we, we could have been wired when we went in there, but you Stop know, it. No, 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 no. We, could, we we would never do anything like that unless we no, were out it, on the street. It's unnecessary. Yeah. We're, we're on the up and up, you know. <laughs> because they do have ways of wanting you down in there and such like that. I mean, otherwise, of course. But the thing is that uh, we're just basically paraphrasing, uh, the, you know, what was what was told us. And I just wanted to make that clear that we're not, we did not uh, write anything down. Uh, I was there taking notes, and and you, Frank, were not. But you, or, or you, at least I didn't notice you taking any. But uh, it was just that I was I was there because I'm trying to get educated to the facts and figures. And this, of course, uh, was my first county commission meeting of wide eyed open, eye, <laughs> eyes open wide experience. And uh, and it just uh, really is amazing to to see the response because um, you know, these are issues. I wouldn't have gone to the meetings meeting if I had not uh, been interested in these issues that were brought up that you had brought up, like the um, comprehensive annual financial report or the CAFR and the uh, issue of fluoridation or the addition of industrial slag. But didn't you find it interesting that um, that she that that uh, Commissioner Latvala did not. Um, did not like the the term industrial slag. I mean, yeah, um, I believe she said, "I, I, well, I wouldn't call it that." <laughs> well, they would at Waterworks do when you call them. I mean, gosh, I, but it's okay. We can use another term if you like, such as aromatic fragrance. So <laughs> that uh, you know, sinus opening. <laughs> <laughs> it'll open your sinuses. It'll clear clear out your blood vessels as like a roto rooter. Uh, mm, <laughs> of course, drink the goodness. <laughs> of course, this is after all the life has left you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> kidding. I don't. I, I'm just well, uh, saying that this is uh, this is just a. It's just amazing that that was a, that was a statement was volunteered when that that one term stuck in her mind. Obviously, because she brought it up, not I or you. In this meeting, uh, it, that term stuck in her mind from the hearing uh, on September 29th, where where I had brought up the term industrial slag that you, Frank, have told us about when you've called the waterworks in the past. That they'll let you know, point blank, that it's industrial slag that's being added. And uh, yeah, and um, she uh, confirmed uh, for us. It's that cheap, though. That where it comes from it comes from the phosphate company and um she also said that you know whatever they want they get they're that big mm-hmm. there you go is it is it still we the people i wonder it, it most certainly isn't well uh isn't that isn't all that industrial slag that uh flor under which fluoride is added under the pretext uh fluoride is is added under uh, so they say they're adding the minimum amount of fluoride, uh, uh, as Commissioner Latvala told us, because of the the recommendations of the American Dental Association, and yet uh, they are <laughs> actually recommending against it in the last couple of years. And CDC's uh, gave we gave the the, uh, the oh yeah we gave her all the information. Uh, I uh, twenty three uh, 
uh, report a uh, 10-page uh, deal where she can check it out for herself, uh, what mm-hmm. a, a lot of different um, scientists and researchers who are independently uh, funded are finding out. And, uh, you know, certainly you can find a lot of pro-fluoride things on the web, but, you know, shouldn't you look at both sides? And, and shouldn't we also look at the fact that this isn't exactly the type of fluoride that you would receive in a dental office that's highly refined and has had all the other toxicities taken out of it. Um, because when they say fluoride, as far as what's going into the water supply, it could mean uh, quite a lot of things, um, uh, not just sodium or perhaps stannous fluoride, but uh, a variety of he- uh, different it's, things. Uh, uh, so- uh, sodium hexametaphosphate or something like that fluoride. Uh, yeah, there are other types that are toxic too, but then there are all these heavy metals that, that are in this industrial slag. And uh, we got quite an, quite as we were promised when we walked in, when we first were introduced, uh, we got quite an education by Commissioner Lat- Susan Latvala and telling us that it only costs $100,000 per year. For this added fluoridation uh, in the water supply. But, you know, we're not the only one that they sell to. I, I know, uh, or at least I have heard uh, from the uh, fluoride action um, Oh gosh, I forgot what the N stands for. But fan out of um, out of Austin, who has the website fluoridefreeaustin.com. dot com. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. they say that their fluoride comes from the phosphate mines in Florida, and I can only imagine that the rest of the Southeast might be uh, supplied by this industry. And uh, up around uh, Pennsylvania, I'm sure the um, aluminum plants are supplying a lot of the fluoride for uh, the communities around there. Yeah, and and despite as you mentioned the twenty three studies that uh, were printed and given and handed to the commissioner, and also uh, I had emailed her the uh, two thousand five CDC study that shows that uh, for children ages six to nineteen that a fluorosis or fluoridosis same condition uh, caused by these toxic forms of fluoride that a third of these children are uh, are victims are suffering fluorosis, which includes at the very mildest uh, symptom of just whiting or discoloration of the teeth to pitting, mottling cavities. Pardon? It's it's decalcification. Yeah, yeah. And That's what it does. Um, you can actually flake away uh, parts of it after it progresses to a certain stage. And you add uh, some phosphoric acid from your typical soda pop on top of that, and you got rampant, what we term rampant caries throughout the mouth. That's what dental people call decay. We call it caries. Hmm. Well, that's 40 grams of sugar per can. I can't be doing too much good. But uh, after after we brought yeah. up these, these studies that, uh, like I mentioned, uh, and um, – you know, the 2005 CDC study, the the uh, that the list of 23 studies that were found on a fluoridealert.org uh, website that was mentioned during that September 29th meeting. That uh, even after all this, what did what did uh, Commissioner Latvala tell us about uh, what's going to be done with the fluoride? Um, well, I don't. No, if she mentioned, uh, maybe you can uh, refresh my memory about any future plans with the fluoride, but I know that um, they like to uh, add more when it needs it and not add it when they feel that there's enough of it coming out in the water, is, is what she said. Yeah, that's uh, the existing order. And, and you had asked her if she's if there's any plans to add any more, and 
she said no, but but she said, didn't. Don't you remember? Increase the amount. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, don't you remember that she had uh, said that it's not it's not going to be taken out. It's not oh, it's yeah. not leaving our water supply. Well, as it stands now, I agree. But we need to get more people to complain and uh, point out the fact that it's the one of the favorite tools of genocidalists, uh, genocidal dictators, as I said at that commission meeting. And and it's something that uh, is lowering our IQs. Well, that possibly explain, explains why people's IQs in the last 20 years have gone down 20 points. Maybe it's the fluoride. I don't know. But uh, there's a direct correlation there. Or, or the, uh, how come autism is is highest in the state, New Jersey, where there's the highest level of fluoridation? Uh, I mean, oh, uh, I a vac- vaccination. I'm level. sorry, vaccination. Well, I'm I'm crossing my uh, I'm crossing oh, my okay. wires here. But no, I'm, I'm I should, I was saving that for that note for another. Uh, I should make more complete notes here. But um, no, no. The the uh, all the studies that are that are out on on fluoridation that are undeniable on the fluorosis and fluoridosis and the thyroid problems, the um, the disruption of the thyroid that causes metabolic dif- dysfunction. That uh, inter- because the the uh, fluoride or the chlorine, the chloramines, the uh, bromine, if that's added to a pool, for example, all these interfere with the thyroid, the absorption of uh, of of um, iodine. So uh, potassium iodide or iodate is uh, is good to take to to prevent that uptake of of um, of these halogens. But uh, we have so many different types of cancers, like bone cancer, kidney cancer, and and um, and IQ uh, IQ drop. I, I was thinking of the IQ drop that's also associated with the vaccinations, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's just a, this multifaceted attack. And I, I'm sorry if I cross my wires all the time, but I think of these chemtrails. I look at the chemtrails. I look at the vaccinations. I, I look at at the fluoridation, and I see that they're just forcing on us all these heavy metals and toxic substances. And uh, and it's all just as they have wrote about in, like, for example, Ecoscience, a book that writ- was written by Obama's science czar, John Holdren, about whom we've spoken many times. He, he writes about wanting to spray us and, uh, and toxify the water with sterilants. And, and uh, the problem is that, well, it can't be – it's dose-dependent. Uh, it can't be dose-dependent because uh, we want to be able to give everybody the same amount. Uh, otherwise, uh, there, there'd be a risk of, of harming somebody with too high a dose, or you give them too low a dose, and they're not going to be bene- benef- they're not going to benefit from it. Well, it's not a matter of benefit because it's all toxic poison, and they don't care about what they're doing to us. They don't care about these substances, uh, the the amount that they deliver to us or administer to us, obviously, because it's a one size fits all, and. You know, it's, it's just like the swish of the fluoride in, in the in the schools. I remember I was the only child. My parents allowed uh, me to be exempted, and every other child is sitting there just swishing their fluoride. <laughs> and it, it just makes me shudder in horror that that there couldn't be anything more more terrible than forcing somebody to poison themselves. But a parent, you know, unknowingly lying to their par- to their children. For so many years, and uh, I just I don't want them to be paralyzed with fear and and understand and trying to understand these these types of issues, whether to fluoridate or vaccinate or or uh, you know even wear a maybe a, a mask when you go out. But 
Well, it, it takes a little bit of education, and uh, most people uh, feel that they don't have time for that. You know, we work so hard, and we come home, and after we make dinner for the kids and, you know, finally settle down, you know, what what, what more have you got left to, to explore and research things? I mean, it's it's tough for the average family or the uh, the parents of a of, of children to uh, really um, get down and explore these issues. Yeah, it is, and I'm I'm so proud of you for doing that, doing that for your children, and and uh, um, on the fluoride issue, on the um, fluoride being added to the water, uh, that was started in 2003. So it's not like it's it's very. Uh, Oh gosh, what, what what did we do before two thousand three? I mean, gee, look at the, if if you look at the graph between fluoridated and non fluoridated areas, you really can't tell a difference. Uh, after a while, though, then uh, you can tell a difference, and that is the fluoridated areas, people have more cavities, but um, that's because they've been ingesting it and uh, taking it systemically, and there's no therapeutic use for fluoride to take inside your body unless you're trying. Yeah, to- it's like drinking sunblock to get the benefits yeah. instead of spirit it on your skin. Right, exactly. I remember seeing that doctor in that video say that. Uh, give me SPF 30, please. <laughs> you know, and um, another thing I want to say is, um, you know, if Commissioner Latvala is listening, we're we're actually concerned about these things. It's not that, you know, we think you're a liar, but we're trying to reach out to you and educate you on these issues, and hopefully you'll, you'll start to see things the way we did. And, and another thing that she mentioned uh, during our meeting with her, Chris, was that instead of the rates raising 8%, like as was uh, voted on in the meeting, they, it was decided, I, I guess by whatever means, that it's really going to be 5%. But because it was only a 5% raise in the water rates, they will have to revisit this again and ask for another raise increase in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and thought that they didn't now everybody, get enough. Everybody out there who's listening, sometime in April, most likely, there will be another public hearing at the Pinellas County Board of Commissioners. When, when Chris and I and a few other uh, brave souls were there that did not want this to happen, uh, went to the meeting on September 29th, they said that they got a total, out of all the phone calls, emails, and letters, they got a total of 10 people who said, do not raise the rates. I want to have at least 10 people in the room this time, and, and many more who write in, phone, and email saying that they do not want the rates raised because, sure enough, they're not going to raise it up to uh, the 8% that they were supposed to have. They're not going to raise it 3%. I think they're going to raise it much higher, and that will be to compensate for what they've lost by not having an 8% from the get-go. I mean, that's that's. I mean, maybe they they're have. not going to do that, but uh, I, you could only guess that that's probably what they're going to do. Oh, they're just overcompensating for what they haven't already picked our pockets for. Right, and I admitted to her that the whole reason why I went there wasn't so much for the water issue, as important and as much as that concerns me, but was to point out the issue of the Kaffirs. And um, as she told us, she took offense at that. That was offensive, what I said said, there at the meeting. I don't know if it was that issue. Online, if they want. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that that was the issue. But she said that some of the things we said were offensive, and then I again brought up the fluoride issue because she wasn't specific about. I mean, I, I, before you say something like that, uh, first off, you, you got to give a compliment. Like, you do have a point. You do have one point. You 
do, you know, you, you, you do uh, have, have I, uh, I'll have to, uh, get, I'll get back to you on that one point. But, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, which, some of what you said was offensive and we have enough distrust in government, et cetera. Well, that's oh, yeah. what, you know, we are here to help the PR issue for government in general. But um, the thing is that we want our own health. We want our own uh, self-sufficient water supply um, that is, well, I guess that's what we're going to have to do, become even more self-sufficient on an individual basis and, and drill more wells and collect more of our own rainwater and cisterns and, and barrels, But uh, you know, which is a, another solution that she talked about. But, you know, not everybody can do that. And what is happening is for the general public is they're taking showers, breathing in the fumes of this fluoride and these, uh, the industrial slag. And, uh, yeah, we, we, do, we, we did admit that. As well. The, the what? It's absorbed in your skin as well, your largest mm-hmm. organ. Absolutely. You know, that hot water opens your pores up and you absorb it and you breathe it and you drink it. And, uh, you know, it, it, unless you have a, a, a reverse osmosis system in your house or high quality system where you just take a, a bath with a tea kettle like I've been known to do. And uh, that's what I said. I think we're going to have to start doing that more because this fluoridation is really, um, really getting to me. And, uh, yeah, you know, those of us, uh, that brings up another point. If we're cutting back on water, then that's that means they're going to raise our rates. That's their excuse now to raise our rates even more is that we're cutting back, and so they have to charge us more to overcompensate for their lack of profits. Well, I'm sorry if you... If you uh, see us being environmentalists, you see people using less, you see citizens or residents of the county leaving in droves to the country because they don't like your control. And so people are are learning to become more self-sufficient if they can't move or they're just moving. And I think we need to start drilling more wells and uh, being more... um, you know, independent uh, from. I agree. Uh, more wells, more rain barrels. Uh, if you can get a cistern, we're we're going to have to do an end run around uh, our own government. It, it looks like we're just going to have to bypass them, which is fine with me because independence is the key to free living. Well, we're just going to have to live, or survive, and last long enough as self-sufficient freedom lovers in order to help reconstruct the government once it falls under its own weight. And that's inevitable at this point. I think that the decisive battles have already been fought um, that would decide that the, that the government is going to collapse under its own weight. All these people, um, you can't, you, you, you have to understand you can't hire half the country to go around with clipboards and tattle on the other half or or keep track of the other half or service the other half in whatever way, like the Infernal infernal Revenue Service. But, uh, you know, whatever way the government wants to hire you, the, the can't, it just can't last. Uh, free enterprise is the way, and we haven't seen that at least since 1913. But, uh, yeah, we need to become independent and last just long enough to be able to reconstitute civilization. I mean, and, uh, basically, as as it's been known, and preserve as much knowledge and wisdom as possible, and in uh, lives, and prevent as much suffering as possible in the meantime, because it's it's just inevitable. And the the rats are jumping ship. You can see them. Everybody's uh, leaving the country, going out, uh, leaving the nation, or going out to the country, and 
and trying to learn how to how to survive if they know what's going on in this world. But those, you know, those I come across who just watch TV, they're not plugged into the, the web. They don't talk to friends who are on the web. Um, and they just listen to talk radio uh, that uh, is on the commercial stations. Then uh, they're they're not going to have that that same opinion, and they're going to stay put and think that well, shoots of green are coming up. We'll have a jobless recovery, and you know, the dollar's losing value, but that doesn't matter. You know, the, the, those are the people who probably will not uh, will probably go get the vaccination or or go to the the FEMA quarantine camp and and uh, cooperate because or, or or be a tattletale. Uh, be an informant on their their fellow countrymen because they've been promised a um, a nice a nice home and and their family they won't be separated from. Uh, I just uh, you know a lot of a lot of people are being controlled by a lot of these um, a lot of these people I think are either have dirt on them or they've been uh, blackmailed with their family. So uh, I would mean blackmailed with the dirt or blackmailed with their or brought. Oh, and not to mention the compartmentalization, uh, where at the lower levels they think that they're doing something good, but they they wind up just being useful idiots, as Stalin called them, uh, toward the uh, the ruling uh, oligarchy. Yeah, yeah, useful idiots, uh, useful for because they're uh, even Stalin called that's an endearing term for Stalin because uh, you know they're useful in that he allows them. To live, and they're idiots in that they uh, they kill themselves with all that he did for them, and it's just history repeating itself. Uh, gosh, it's just um, it's just sick. The the amount of uh, you know, look, you bring up Stalin and, and look at how he controlled, uh, tried to control the food supply and uh, and starved millions of people. Well, you know, that's that's exactly what's happening again with the they're trying to control the uh, the livestock with the animal. Um, the uh, NAIS. Um, oh yeah, the Animal Premises ID Act. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're trying to control the entire food supply and uh, fine you a thousand dollars if you take your livestock or your pet off of your property, off of your very own property, because you you know you're the RFID chip that's implanted in your animal tattled on you and told the government, well, you shouldn't have brought your your pet off of the off of the plantation, and and therefore, well, man, oh, you're you're risking the the rest of the the uh, population of animals, and that's their excuse is uh, disease control. Well, they're the ones who apparently introduced the disease into the into the um, civilization or into the population, and and that's uh, what we're getting into tonight. So we're going to get a little bit more into the this um, push to vaccinate uh, for the rest of the night, and uh, and we'll cover that Schnitt clip I was telling you about uh, maybe at the end of the show. But, All right, Chris, sounds good, man. Uh, can't wait to hear that, and uh, looking forward to next week's show. Right, Frank, and, and what would your message be for everybody? Wouldn't it be that uh, we, we want everybody to join in at the commission meetings and to fight the addition of industrial slag under the name of fluoride and and uh, to uh, understand more about the comprehensive, financial, comprehensive annual financial report, that second set of books that – liquid assets are hidden on by government. I mean, would that be your message? What would you say? Well, I guess that'd be part of it. Uh, They can do that. They can talk to their friends and loved ones. They can uh, phone phone in uh, talk shows. They can write letters to the editor. But but above all, I think uh, we have to take um, Nancy Reagan's advice on uh, the government and anything that they want us to do or to comply with and just say no. 
just say no to this. Just say no to paying $7.50 to cash your fishing line from shore into salt water. Just say no, you know? I mean, this control is out of control. This control from above is stifling our freedoms and our liberties, and more and more everyone is starting to tell them no. And I think that's, mm-hmm. as, as negative as that sounds, this negative can turn into a positive. If it, if it uh, gives us more freedoms and more liberties than we have right now underneath these, uh, these ruling elites, these uh, compartmentalizers that are trying to run and control our lives, then, then I'm all for being a little bit negative to achieve a positive. Oh, so negative, so offensive. Well, gosh, uh, that, that's a great message, Frank. And if we do just say no, as the First Amendment allows us to, and uh, also yeah. keep up our Second Amendment right, that'll help us say no as well. And uh, it's really reassuring. 97% of Americans now interpret, understand that the Second Amendment means that we have an individual right to keep and bear arms. So uh, keep that right up, I, I would say, and, uh, and make sure that they don't shoot you in, in the arm. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, if you say no to that, then they might want to just uh, shoot you uh, in another way. So that's that's my message. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, uh, all right, Chris, uh, you uh, you be well for uh, until next show. Well, thanks, Frank. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for your patriotism and your sick We'll catch you later. You have a good night. All right, you too. We'll see you. And uh, we, do we still have Daniel on the line? Yes. All right. Hi, Daniel. How are you? No, I'm just fine, What's sir. What's on your mind? Now, uh, back in 96, November the 4th, you know, on Election Day, I had shirts made up that said the re-election of Clinton, and I spelled Clinton with a K, will show that, and and then a question mark, and then on the back, America, spelled with a K, has lost her soul. And I relate that to the comment you just made about how people... You know, they just give up. And subsequently to that, Mm -hmm. back in 98, you know, two years later in Great Falls, Montana, I was made out to be a McVeigh, bombs and guns, 17 aliases in five states. And I was facing uh, 100 years, capital charges. Everything was dropped. But, you know, I went through a lot of pain. So they they wanted to neutralize you, maybe have a chilling effect. Uh, So I don't want you to get down on on, uh, activism just because of them. I mean, I've had similar things happen to me, not quite so similar, but I've I've been uh, persecuted, you could say, by state prosecutors who, who know better and had the charges dismissed twice. And uh, for carrying concealed weapon, um, two charges each time, total of four charges. And the state attorney was just uh, misquoting the the statute under which I was charged. And uh, I had um, State versus Gomez to back me up on that, that the statute and State versus Gomez. And still he tried to prosecute me and the the charges were dropped, but it didn't neutralize me. Uh, And I want you to know that that there are so many things that they could could do to you, but... uh, if they, well, if they do them you know, to you, then they'll give credibility to your message. Well, I'll tell you, 
what they can do to you is Florida, after I got out of Montana, my mother lives down here, I came down to Florida, and I started to institute a filing against Montana. And Florida rounded me up, and they put me through far worse. You know, I'm a graduate of the University of Chattahoochee, and that was hell on earth. I know what you mean. Six months and a day. And, uh, you know, and then I got cleared, and the judge that had committed me illegally, she recused herself, and then they dragged it out four years, then they made me represent myself, and then lied on the judgment order and said that I had a public defender. And that public defender had put forth a motion to withdraw on the date of trial. You know, and I'm just wondering if you know any righteous attorneys, and there's no statute of limitations if there's been a conspiracy. Absolutely. You're talking about civil rights damages under Title 42 of the U.S. Code? Well, I don't know exactly the code, but no, you're I right. just the, know the that there's no statute of limitations. Well, the statute of, there is, but it's only up to five. It's up to five years past the time the uh, offending it's public known. official. Well, no, five years past the time that they leave office. So, if there's a police officer who, twenty years, uh, committed a, a civil rights violation against you, deprived you of your civil rights under color of law, and that's uh, Title Forty Two of the U.S. Code uh, for civil rights damages. If you're ever speaking to an officer and want to ask them about Title Forty Two of the U.S. Code, and and uh, yeah, the statute of limitations, you can go after them twenty years later if uh, if maybe fifteen years ago they've uh, or four, sixteen years ago they, um, pardon me, if it happened. Uh, if it, if it happened 20 years ago and yet uh, four years ago they quit, well, it, it wouldn't make uh, any difference. So uh, you can go after them, and there are some good attorneys. You, or do you have access to the Internet? No, I do not. Well, give me a call sometime at 727-520-2000, 727-520-2000, and I'll put you in touch with a, a good a, a network of attorneys who do that because I know you have to go out, out of state uh, the, or out of the area, the attorney uh, doesn't want to offend the sensibilities of any well, local judges. And, and what happens is that it jeopardizes all the little goodies, the, the personal possessions of the offending, um, for example, law enforcement officer or public official. All their personal possessions are at risk because you're suing them. Having acted outside of their professional capacity, you're suing them in their personal capacity. And an uh, easier way to do that is, you know, after they violate your rights, you'd simply write a letter. I don't know if you've done this. Uh, have you written a letter to... Oh, the- my God. I've supported the post office. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really have. Well, have you gotten a letter back, uh, for, say, no, from Internal Affairs or the Police Department or the City Hall or uh, or the Police Department, whatever it is, saying that they endorse the actions that were... Well, I went down to the Clearwater Cop Shop, and I was talking to a girl, you know, at the counter, and then she had people, a captain and a lieutenant from Internal Affairs, come out and take me outside and tell me that if uh, if I didn't cease and desist with my inquiries, that I'd be arrested for disturbing the peace. You know, mm-hmm. the, this is uh, 
cluster F. Well, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but uh, there are there are people who have been successful, and uh, if you want to pursue having an attorney, I think you're, you you might uh, have some luck with that. But uh, I just want you to know that, yeah, the, the statute of limitations may not have run out, and uh, if you have a, a fair amount of information on them or if you, you have a response saying that they endorse whatever actions that were depriving you of your civil rights under color of law, then that that statement proves by the uh, official endorsement of the act would would prove that they were acting also in their professional capacity so you can then also sue the municipality or the government uh, entity and uh, that means even more award uh, award money perhaps but um, yeah I'll, I'll give me a call 727-520-2000 Daniel uh, we'll, we'll uh, cover, get you covered on uh, finding an attorney and uh, see if maybe even one uh, would volunteer pro bono I thank you for your time sir sure thing you take care have a good night well, uh, that was Daniel, and uh, yeah, he did, he did mention. I forgot to get in touch uh, get um, touch on the uh, Clintons with a K, and America has lost her soul, and uh, see what will happen once you elect Clinton. Well, yeah, I guess we got another Clinton in the White House, another type of Clinton, Ms. Mrs. Clinton. And uh, if you look back at her her proposal for health care that was um, deliberated in private and secret. Well, she suggested back in 94 that uh, (laughs) in her health care bill, the penalty for going outside of your network of doctors would be up to a year in jail and a $10,000 fine, up to a $10,000 fine. And the penalty for the doctor going outside the network for conspiring to do such a thing, to provide health care to a sickly peasant well that doctor would get only uh would would get uh, two years of his license being suspended so uh, you can see the little deterrents that go into government controlled health care but uh you know you, you ask for health care and and uh, then they don't give it to you then you know just like the single payer issue i think what's going to happen is that they're going to have a backlash and and try to give you all the government health care that you ever wanted as it was, after all, first promised by this administration. And uh, uh, anyway, that, that's uh, just uh, one of the least of um, least of the promises broken uh, during the campaign. Uh, now we're going to play a clip from uh, that that PBS clip that I've been so long promising to play for you, and uh, that's uh, the uh, pro vaccine uh, clip that was played on PBS just for children. If you could roll that, please. Kids, we're ready to roll. Stopping that virus, that's our goal. So come on, everybody, we're getting the shot. It might hurt a little bit, just a little bit, but it's gonna help a whole lot. <laughs> this vaccination is a great opportunity. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. To do something for yourself and your community. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The virus won't spread if we don't let it. So roll up your sleeves and the virus, I won't give it to you. If you don't give it to me, I won't give it to her. If I don't get it from her, I won't give it to them. That's true. If I don't get the virus, I won't give it to you. Hey kids, we're ready to roll. Stopping that virus, that's our goal. So come on everybody, we're getting the shot. It might hurt a little bit, just a little bit. But it's gonna help a whole lot. Yeah. Hey kids, I'm ready. 
Oh, my gosh. That is just so sickening. And uh, that's a PBS video that Boeing is sponsoring, Boeing, the war contractor, war profiteer. Well, I don't think that's uh, very scientifically accurate. Uh, If you want to check out the FDA's own studies on viral shedding, uh, this is a sec- uh, and by the way, I'm not going to get to that Schnitt clip until next week. Uh, we'll cover more of uh, Todd Schnitt lying uh, about uh, lying to try to get us into war, trying to make you forget the fact that we're too poor to afford another uh, day in another con- occupying another country. But uh, we'll have to get into that on another show. On the next show, uh, we'll play two clips, two more clips of me calling into Todd Schnitt and him lying to try to persuade us and to go into war. Uh, and uh, I wanted to first let you all know that if you do get vaccinated, according to the FDA, that you'll be um, you'll be exhibiting viral shedding. Uh, you'll be uh, actually contagious and uh That's covered here in an article on InsideVaccines.com, InsideVaccines.com, entitled Secondary Transmission, the Short and Sweet About Live Virus Vaccine Shedding, dated February 24th, 2008. And I'll just read it. It's very short. A child gets vaccinated and is, from that moment on, protected from the vaccine virus, Correct. We all realize that vaccines are not 100% fail-proof, but is that the only concern? If it were only that simple. The fact is that once a child is injected with a live virus vaccine, and let's assume that this child is immune as a result of it, there are still other things to consider which most parents do not know about and most pediatricians fail to warn about, which is vaccine shedding. Shedding is when the live virus that is injected via vaccine moves through the human body and comes back out in the feces, droplets from the nose, or saliva from the mouth. Anyone who takes care of the child could potentially contract the disease for some time after that child has received certain live vaccines. This was a huge problem with the oral polio vaccine and was one of the reasons why it was taken off the market in the U.S., The OPV, or oral polio vaccine, is still used in developing countries. Secondary transmission happens fairly often with some of the live virus vaccines. Influenza, varicella, and oral polio vaccine are the most common. On the other hand, it may happen very seldom or not ever with the measles and mumps vaccine viruses. Here are the vaccines that shed or have been known to uh, as a result of secondary transmission. And... uh, uh, before I get to that, um, the, I'll uh, be reading to you in a moment here these uh, excerpts from the FDA Advisory Commission on Rotatech Vaccine Shedding. But first, those vaccines that uh, that are uh, subject to shedding, rubella vaccine, excretion of small amounts of live uh, attenuated rubella virus from the nose and throat has occurred in the majority of susceptible individuals 7 to 28 days after vaccination. That's three weeks, up to three weeks. Transmission of the vaccine virus via breast milk has been documented. Chickenpox vaccine, vaccine strain chickenpox has been found replicating in the lung and documented as transmitting via zoster, which are shingle sores, as well as classic, quote-unquote, classic chickenpox rash post-vaccination oral polio vaccine i'm not going to read the descriptions of each one of these are the organs in which they are uh, are um, 
inoc- uh, incubating. Uh, these inoculations cause incubating viri in your in various parts of your body and for various periods of time. But uh, just suffice it to say, it varies depending on the vaccine. So we have listed rubella chicken polio flu mist vaccine rotavirus vac- uh, vaccine oh and uh, let me just throw in here that the canadian health service even stated uh, i think it was about three weeks ago said that if you get vaccinated with the h1n1 vaccine you're more likely to come down with the seasonal flu with a seasonal flu whichever one that is like the influenza a or an influenza a or b um, continuing here, following are excerpts from the discussion by the FDA Advisory Committee on Rotatech Vaccine Shedding, page 50. The latest shedding that we saw was 15 days from dose 1. We had no subjects that shed after dose 2, and only one subject shed after dose 3. He shed four days from dose 3. Page 51. A. The quantities were low, similar to what we saw in phase 2 studies as well. We also had two placebo recipients that shed, and of course, that raised a red flag for us. Uh, B, could this have been transmission of vaccine virus from vaccine recipients to placebo recipients? A, we did a very, uh, we did a very thorough investigation looking for opportunities for a vaccine transmission to occur and did not find anything. These children were not siblings of a vaccine recipient. They didn't attend daycare with vaccine recipients. They didn't have a common caretaker with a vaccine recipient. And in the office and clinic in which they were vaccinated, they were not exposed to vaccine recipients. So going on then to summarize general safety, Rotatech was well tolerated. Well, that's been uh, this edition of the Liberation Station radio show. I'm going to have to cut this article short, even though I read the majority of it. And uh, you can check out the website at theliberationstation.com. We'll be back next week. Take great care.